0: Hey dreamers, this is your host, Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle and I hope... That you've been enjoying our new series this is number 4 that I'm producing today bringing to you today and I am I am my my passion is that you would connect more with your god um, the creator your creator the one that predesigned predetermined and planned and design the pathways in which you should walk upon before time began. If you just look in Ephesians 2:10 in the amplified translation you can see that 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 the, the, and there's several other places in 1st Peter 2 I think it's 1st Peter 1 it talks about how God prearranged, you know, uh, your your life before time began. So it's waking up into that dream ladies and gentlemen. It's it's having encounters with God to uh, be anointed in the in the glory realms with answers and solutions it's it's getting caught up in the presence of God being in the presence of God the essence the weighty uh presence of the Lord to stir up the gift that is within you it's all about your confessions and and um standing on the word of God and and getting into a uh, and underneath a prophetic preach or uh, the hearing of the preaching of the Word of God, which clears your hearing, and then when your hearing's cleared, faith can come by your hearing. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the preach proclaimed Word of God, so that 's why i 'm on here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to make your life the best it can possibly be, and that is by waking up into god 's dream for your life so last week uh, i I went on um and went into a little vulnerability, I guess you call it. I, I I shared a couple of my encounters that, um, that I received with God that totally changed my life. If you did not listen to that, you might want to go back. And uh, this is part four, like I said, so there's three other ones. So uh, I want to share just a couple others. Uh, before I get into four ways to encounter God. And I believe that these four ways, when you apply them to your life, it will absolutely enhance and and actually elevate your opportunities to have more uh, more encounters with God. So, but um, I remember what, one, one meeting uh, several years ago that um, I was in, and I don't know if you know who Tim Story is, but he was the... The pastor to the Hollywood elite and a list actors and actresses and and athletes and and he rent used to rent out the uh bell air hilt hilt in the top of it and he used to put on a spread and he used to bring you know these actors in, in and would minister to them and uh a lot of the people that you would know I would know that are famous gave their hearts to the Lord during that season and and so he came into this meeting and and he said to us and, and, and to me, he says, I'm going to lay hands on you. And even if you don't get slain in the spirit, I want you to just fall back. And when you do, when when, when the usher catches you and you go to the ground, I promise you God's going to sweep over you. So anyway, it uh, I went up. Tim laid his hands on me. And I, I didn't get slain in the spirit that I know of. I don't pretty sure it wasn't. I just leaned back and the ushers caught me and I laid on the floor. And moments after I laid on the floor, the Holy Spirit, the Father began to minister to me. Jesus began to minister to me. I was, I was, I was, it took me two and a half Hours at least later before I could function normal. I was so intoxicated in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord told me at that moment that I would be doing what Tim's story does. And so I don't know what what element that was because he he would he hung out with Catherine Kuhlman and, and and had signs and wonders and miracles in his ministry, but uh, and and the power demonstration of Holy Spirit going on in his meetings. And so I don't know what realm of, of that, but it's been unveiling. And I've had opportunity, and I am still right now uh, ministering to different people, in, in um, actors and and musicians and people that work in Hollywood. And and uh, I know that that's increasing because they people that are in a certain sphere of influence um within society they don't need a better promoter they don't need a pimp <laughs> they don't need somebody to market them they need mothers and fathers to protect them and that's my heart and so i am i i've been privileged to work with a lot of different different people in in the media Entertainment Mountain, and I know that's increasing. So uh, that was that was a moment in which God really, uh, really um, expanded me. And I want to tell you that God wants to expand your dream uh, ability. Sorry, not expand your dream so much as expand your ability to tap into, but your also ability to perceive the vastness of the dream that God has for you. So. Um, I was just in Israel uh, not too long ago, and I stood upon uh, the the place where um, Jacob laid his head, and and had angels come and minister uh, to him, and they they were ascending and ascending. There's Jacob's ladder, and I prophesied from there. But when I was in Israel, I had encounter after encounter. With with the presence of the Lord as He was continuing to heal me, so right after that, I came back and I went into a, a pretty busy schedule, and I I um I did this event in um, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, with a bunch of my ministry buddies and friends, uh, co-laborers, and Christ, and you know uh, just went in. To these meetings, with just an expectation of of what God was about to do upon God, not upon the meeting itself, but I just had this this expectancy that God was going to do something, and and He was moving in these meetings, and they were wonderful. And so, the one of the last meetings we we're we we're going about to have is a Saturday morning at ten o'clock. And so we go into the meeting, and just before we went into the meeting, we had this leadership time where we would discern where the Holy Spirit was going, and and um, we we're talking about intercession. I said, I am an intercessor. I love, I, I, I'm part of my life is, uh, you know, I'm a big prayer. Uh, uh, I, I love to spend time in the presence of the Lord and intercede, and, and I said, but in this season of my life, I... I don't have time to really push in and and really do a lot of the, uh, the heavy lifting of that intercession sometimes needs because uh, because I'm on the road so much and I'm preaching so much and all this kind of thing and and I said that and then we walked out into the meeting and we started worshiping the Lord and we started singing this song about lifting God higher and so I'm I'm singing it and I said and I just this thought came to me how Father God you're the Most High. How can, this is basically how the conversation went. I said, Father, you're the most high. How can I lift you higher if you're the most high? He said, son, you actually can. And I know what they're saying. And they want me to be lifted up in their circumstance and their name lifted up. I mean, my name lifted up over every other name. And and that's, I, I understand what they're trying to say, but like realistically, son, you cannot, I I, I can't, you can't lift me any higher. And he says, but you can do this. You can go lower. And so when he said that, I immediately jumped down onto my face and I started going into intercession. Well, an hour, hour and a half later, I'm still convulsing underneath the weightiness of the presence of the Lord. And, and the, the room begin to uh, many, many intercessors uh, began to um, um, go into deep travail. And I tell you what, about about an hour and a half into this intercession, I, I was able to climb off the floor, and I went over to a spiritual mother, and I just sat down beside her on the floor, underneath her wing per se, and I just I just let God finish the process. And I want to tell you, Barry Miracle was healed, and Barry Miracle was delivered. I don't know from what, but I've never been. So free from that point on. I did have another significant encounter in dallas and then i had another significant encounter in another place but it was adding on but there was something so significant happened when i was just caught up into this realm of intercession and then afterwards oh after god finishes working me i got up and i started directing the room because the whole room turned into a womb and we began to birth something into the earth from the kingdom of God. I began to direct uh, um, people to go and pray for this one as they were bir- birthing and that that person as they were birthing. And and it was just amazing. And I know something was birthed in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan that day. We were supposed to be done at about 11.30, 12 max. We didn't get out of that room till after 2.30. God did such an amazing work in my life. And for Canada, and I and <laughs> once again, um, <laughs> he showed me that he was Lord because I said, I don't have time to go into deep intercession, and then I went right into the deepest intercession I've ever gone into, probably in my life, and God changed me your Your significant change for your best is waiting for you to press in to an encounter with god so here we are uh i just want to share those couple other ones um i mean i had an encounter with i have encounters with god all the time my whole life is an encounter with god my whole life is r- revelation it's the revealing of what he placed in me the revealings of things he's already done there there's revelation. i live out of the realm of revelation and uh, revelation and often but i'll tell you i i uh, you know significant moments like when i when i god told me i was going to marry tammy and and there was another time uh, i mean just all, all kinds of different types uh, of encounters with god in different places and in conferences and uh, on my own and and even you know i went and i and i shared with how i was visiting my dad in in jail and i didn't mean to bring any dis, dishonor uh disres- or um i didn't want to be i didn't mean to be uh not respectful um about uh, towards my dad my dad honestly i think he tried to do his best for me and for his family and there's just things that that um he didn't handle properly and he ended up getting taken out in ministry and um anyway but i'm believing for full restoration in his life he's still around he's still alive um but i'm believing that god's gonna still um encounter him And I pray for that, Tammy, and I pray for him every day. But anyway, enough enough of my personal encounters. I want to give you four ways to encounter God. I want to give you four ways that will further enhance your ability and your um, um, uh, opportunity to tap into and get caught up into the things of the spirit and into the glory realms and and I, I many of you who are seers are going to see clearer than ever before many of you that are prophets that prophesy out of the naba flow are going to begin to prophesy things and atmospheres into place that you can step into and there's many different ways of having encounters so there's not not just getting caught up and you know like paul the apostle did into the third heaven and saw things that he was not able to utter and it took him 14 years to disseminate and that's where we got almost half of the bible from there are several different ways of having encounters with god or having uh, um encounters of the god kind so anyway but these four things are going to help you uh position yourself for more encounters and the first one is position yourself for your encounter the second was reposition yourself for your encounter learning to lead into your encounter and contending for your encounter. So the first one, uh I want to go back there, position yourself for an encounter. Uh, let's look at uh the life of blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10 verse 42 through 46. And I'm just going to I'm not going to read it all, but I'm just going to highlight a few areas here. So in verse 46 it actually says um Of Mark chapter 10. Now they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Okay, so blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming. He couldn't see, but he heard, and he positioned himself in the place of crying out. He positioned himself in, in, in the area, in the region of Jericho. Jericho is a place where, where God told the Israelites to give a shout with a great shout on the seventh time and blast the horns. And it was a place of the crying out. It was a, you you got to position yourself in a place where God is going to be so he can hear your cry want to position yourself in a place where you can where God can hear you when you cry. You need to be in the place. So is there a revival? Like like my daughter and I, um, Victoria and I, got in the vehicle and heard about Asbury. And we said, we're not going to miss this. God was on this. And we went down there. And that's another time that that she was at the altar for eight hours. I was at the altar for about five hours and just crying out to the Lord and, and just being changed and healed. She had a significant encounter with God there and had significant moments of healing there. And, 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 and so it's just... Just, you need, I, you know, every time I, I, you know, I went to Toronto and I I, I went to the different moves of the spirit and, and if anybody had an anointing on their lives and they were carrying, I would go and get prayed for like Tim's story. I told you the story just earlier about Tim's story. And so position yourself, blind. so blind Bartimaeus positioned himself in the place of, of the great shout. His name is Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. He, he's actually, the uh, Bartimaeus means, uh, actually, sorry, Timaeus means marginalized. He was somebody who was cri- a cripple. He, well, he wasn't necessarily, he couldn't walk or anything, but, but he couldn't see. And he actually had a garment that was given to him by the by the Sanhedrin to allow him to legally beg and when you saw that that um, car- garment on him, that 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 means that nobody could say, you know, stop, get out of here, stop busking, whatever you're doing, you you know, get out of here, you, you whatever. He he could actually legally beg. So he he was, but he was the, the son of Timaeus, the son of the marginalized one. So he sat there begging, and he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, and began to cry out. ...and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's about to have an encounter with with the creator of the universe... I don't have to get in I don't have the time to get into all that but he's about to have an encounter he was crying out in the place of the great shout you got to get to your place where you can cry out where he is going to be in close proximity proximity releases power proximity is power and you need to get close to the source how do you do that here listen pay attention and then position yourself and so then verse 48 says then many warned him to be quiet but he cried out even all the more he cried out all the more son of david have mercy on me son of david have mercy on me in that that uh invalid that that person that was marginalized that person that was a beggar that person that was identified by his uh, frailty he, this person was crying out in his cry because he was positioned at the right place at the right time it stopped the creator of the universe in his in his footsteps and he and this is what he said so jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And what did he do? He threw his garment of his identification of his past life aside, and he ran to Jesus. And Jesus said, what can I do for you? And he says, I want to be healed. I want, I want to be able to see, I want to be able to have my sight. God encountered him and he was healed so the first thing you need to know is you position yourself in the midst of your positioning you're going to be you're going to be encountered with the enemy trying uh, through religious people at times and and going to tell you to be quiet don't bother the master shut your mouth shut down what you're doing he don't have time for you you need to press in you've positioned yourself now you need to press in because the enemy doesn't want you to receive your encounter with God. So secondly, I don't have time to go too, too deep in in these four because it's only a 35-minute program. Uh, So number two is reposition yourself for your encounter. Even though you, you position yourself, so when the enemy is trying to stop you and there's so many different voices and there's so many people trying to stop you and you just can't see properly, Sometimes, even though you're in your position and you're in a place of of proximity to the power and you're about to be encountered, sometimes you got to reposition yourself so you can be seen. You have to position yourself so you can be heard. But you got to now reposition yourself sometimes so you can be seen. And we're going to look at Luke chapter. Um, let me see, Luke chapter 19, it's verses 1 through 10, and this is, this again, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a, a chief collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, but could not because of the crowd, for what, for he was short had a short stature. He was of short stature. I want to tell you, it's many, many times the crowd is stopping you from entering in. And they're not even trying to do it. They're just trying to live out their lives and, and the, the crowd has a, this crowd and this, this gang mentality and they're all trying to reach for what they can get out of, out of life and they're trying to position themselves and, and trying to see and trying to get and all this kind of thing and in the midst of it, if you, if you don't reposition yourself, you'll never see your answer. Blind Bar Emmaus. Ended up finding a tree it was called a sycamore tree and he climbed up the sycamore tree but can i tell you this and you might have heard me say this before in one of my other podcasts or you may have heard me preach along these lines before somewhere else but there is a tree called the seek him more tree it's very similar to the sycamore but it's the seek him more tree. He was short in stature. Sometimes you're short in stature. Sometimes you're short in character. Sometimes you're short in, in temper. Sometimes you're short in money. Sometimes you, you have shortcomings in your life and weaknesses in your life. You need to climb up higher. You need to reposition yourself higher. Higher. You gotta position yourself so you, you can be heard and then you gotta reposition yourself by going up higher. How do you go up higher? You gotta learn how to worship. He went up the seek him more tree and then he went out onto a limb. You gotta go out onto the branch. You gotta branch out so that what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get in eye shot of the creator you got to position yourself you got to reposition yourself by climbing up the sycamore tree and then when because if you can see jesus jesus can see you and then he will speak to you and say salvation is coming to your house so whatever you need there are encounters waiting for you to learn how to worship learn how to worship you will go higher. So in the midst of your positioning, and you get to, say, this moving of the Spirit where the, the anointing is flowing, and, and, and you just don't sit there as a bump in the log. You begin to reposition yourself by seeking Him more through worship. Begin to worship. Worship is a key, a key to you receiving more encounters. You got to open your mouth well, if God wants to, you know, bless me, here I am. He's the creator. He's sovereign and all these kind of things. No, he's waiting for your voice. He's waiting for you. He will draw nigh unto them who draw nigh unto him. He, he's waiting for you to take a step of faith. And then he can see you. You need to distinguish yourself from amongst the crowd. He, he's called you out. Now it's time to come up. Amen. So, the the third one, and, and that will those two will help you, um, but the third one is very is amazing. Um, it's called learning to lean into your encounter. So many people um, have have seen miracles and seen people getting saved and have seen people getting filled with the Holy Spirit and have gotten words from the Lord, but they never lean into them. People want another word from me, and, and and or they say this. They say I haven't heard from God in a while, and I said, so what was the last thing you did that he told you to do? And if you haven't done the last thing he told you to do, it's time for you to go back and finish those first works because it's line upon line. He's trying to lead you and guide you. He's not going to be you know overwhelmingly pouring out on you words and words and words if you're not going to be obedient to them you know all things work together for good for those that love god but also they work together for good because you are called according to his purpose you need to be not only loving god but you need to be walking in obedience to god and i'm going to get into that in just a few minutes but but here we are in in exodus chapter Chapter 3 Exodus chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, also known as Sinai, where the place where he would later receive the Ten Commandments for the children of Israel. Verse 2 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. He, so he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. So Moses is working for his, his father-in-law. He's running uh, from the known leader of the world. The most powerful person on the planet at this time, Pharaoh, he's wanted for murder, treason, and sedition. Um, He's being faithful here now. He had an epiphany, you know, that this was wrong. He ran 40 years later. Here he is, and he's having an encounter with God. And so he's he notices this bush, he looks. And he sees this, but and behold, the bush was burning, uh, but it was not being consumed. This this is number three. Number three, um, reason of of why you can have greater encounters with your God, greater abilities, more opportunities is when you see something supernatural. When you see something happening in the spirit when you sense something you you're to lean into it he saw he looked If something supernatural happened when whenever there's uh words of knowledge in 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 a meeting and a lot of times in my meetings there's words of knowledge and i tell people about this and that happened when you're eight and that da, 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 da. but also you know um you're suffering with a um uh, some sort of sickness or a pain in your back or whatever God gives me. When when that happens, you need to lean into those because he is in the room to heal. It, it is a, an antennae to understand you can lean in for your healing. Okay, so th- that's one 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 thing I want to bring out with this number three point. And so um, let's go to verse three of Exodus chapter three. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush does not burn. This is exactly what I said. When you see an encounter, when you see something uh, happening supernatural, when you see somebody getting saved, when you see somebody getting healed or see somebody getting delivered, deliverance is in the room, Uh, the the spirit of reconciliation is in the room. There might be even the spirit of wisdom in the room. Lean into it. Turn aside into it it just like moses did right here he says then moses said i will now turn aside it sounds funny he sounds like he's the rock and if you don't know who the rock is that's dwayne johnson and he's been in several movies but he was a big wrestler and uh he would always speak in in the third person of himself and it sounds like i will now turn aside and it's very very kind of awkward to say this but he but god is it's not awkward god is trying to show us something with intentionality, Moses turned aside into. And so this is what the Bible says in verse four of Exodus chapter three. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look. So the Lord is looking for us to take a step of faith in the right direction. The last one, number two was Zacchaeus. He's he's looking for us to take a step of faith and climb up higher through worship. There's a going out on the branch of faith faith. We have to take a step of faith. When God saw uh, Moses turn aside to look, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, that's when God God called to him. This is when an a, a inkling, or this is when the, um, the encounter is about to increase in potential when you step, like, so many people are in a room, uh, and I've been preaching, and signs and wonders and miracles, and people are falling out underneath the magnitude of the presence of the, of the Lord in the room, and there's other people that are just sitting there like a bump on a log. Well, they could be sitting there because they're traumatized, because, or, or they're so, um, you know, doped up on, um, Uh, on on depression pills or I mean there's several different reasons I'm not blaming everybody in the room but there are some people that refuse to turn aside when God is showing amazing things remember this point this is so key into having greater encounters with God. When you feel the sense, like there's sometimes I could feel the, the brush of, of like angel wings on my right side. Well, I literally lean into where, where I'm feeling almost the rock hakadesh, the holy breath of God stirring. I'm, I'm leaning, I'm looking. If there's more miracles happening over here, I want to get to the spout where the glory is coming out. That's something that we used to say back in the day. In some of our, in the, in the old timers meetings, you know, you know, there was certain ladies that spent time with the Lord and they brought that glory with them. They brought blot, I'm sorry. They brought that, that presence of, of the Lord with them. And then when they get praising and they were like the tea kettle that was just tempest and, and all of a sudden when they begin to praise him, they begin to overflow. They begin to, the, the spirit of God began to come out of them. And, and he says, you need to get over to where Mary is or you need to get over where June is because the, they're the ones in which the spout in which the glory is coming out of, and you want to get in close proximity and you need to lean into the place where you're seeing the presence of God manifested. so he when he turned aside, that's when, ladies and gentlemen, that's when God spoke. So you position yourself so you can so you can be heard. you reposition yourself so you can see and you lean into the the workings of the holy spirit you lean into a greater encounter with god so that you can hear god speak this this these are these are things that that will enhance you ladies and gentlemen this will give you greater levels of anointing in which you'll flow and these will give you greater encounters and and then God is going to get you into greater and greater encounters and then he's gonna he's gonna take you up into places I mean I Tammy and I want to talk about encounters and I'll get back to the story in a minute but Tammy and I were were in revival for two years straight and I don't know what you theologically think about this But Acts chapter 2 says they were not drunk as you suppose, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. We were two years where every meeting we were in for two years, I believe is almost two years completely, that we were all on the floor laughing and and drunk in the Holy Spirit. Tammy was actually almost drunk for the whole nine months of Brandon's um, pregnancy. Not Brandon's pregnancy, but Tammy's pregnancy with Brandon. She was drunk in the Holy Spirit for almost nine months. And, and, and she had a, I, I'm you can, we, I can interview her sometime and we can tell you about some of our experiences together, but she had a, a painless birth with Brandon. Come on. And then, anyway, I'm, I'm getting a little off, but I need to get back to the story. But we were encounters with God. You got to press in, press in, lean in for your encounters don't accept no push in he's waiting for you now he did everything that he needs to do to create accessibility and then he put holy spirit on the inside of us but yet we will let holy spirit stay trapped on the inside of us because we are unbelieving believers i want you to i want you to know that you need to become very much holy ghost believers in this season and lean into whatever you see holy spirit doing amen So this is really, really interesting here. So he hears the Lord speaking and and he says, it says, um, let's just go back to verse four of chapter three of the book of Exodus. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush, from the midst of the encounter. If he did not turn aside, he would not have heard this supernatural thing, this, this this voice speaking out of the blackberry bush, and said to Moses, here I am. He said to Moses, here I am. Encounters bring the I am into the situation. You got to lean in. You got to press into these encounters so that you can receive a word from the I am. The I am Whatever you need, I am is about to speak to you. And this is what he said. Do, draw, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off, your feet for the place where you are you are standing or the place where you stand is holy ground. Significant. In these moments of encounters, you're gonna encounter. When you're encountering the Father, your Jesus, or precious Holy Spirit, when you're encountering the Godhead, when you're encountering these moments where the Spirit is at, that place is holy. You know that that you know old song. We we are standing. Sorry, preacher's voice. (laughs) On holy ground, and I know that there are angels. All around, they would begin to praise. The more you sense him, the more you praise him. The more you praise him, the more you'll sense him. The more you sense him, the greater you'll praise him. And then all of a sudden you're caught up in a whirlwind just like Elijah was. Moses got caught up in a moment because he turned aside, and God spoke to him. Ladies and gentlemen, number three, and I don't have time to get any more, I wish I could go get a little bit more into that, but um, number three is lean in, press in, and receive your word, and receive the I am, receive whatever you need. This is where you're gonna get the answers for your spheres of influence, your world, Cannot make it in this season without encounters from God giving you answers and solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me say this before maybe. We don't solve problems. We use problems. My intention is not the enemy. My intentionality is not on the, on trying to solve problems. My intentionality is to get caught up with God and receive the answers and solutions. And don't even worry about bringing railing accusations about people all around you that are, that are tre- treating you like a misfit and treating you wrong and treating you even like blind Bartimaeus. You need to forget about that. Bring a better word and just get up from that place and take them into their encounter of the blessings of the Lord that God wants to pour up out through you. My God, amen. So my last one uh, is number four, contending for your encounter. There are several words that you have received over the last seasons. You gotta, you gotta fight for your word with your word. There, there, you have to, you have to, in this season contend for your encounters because the whole world is trying the world system the zeitgeist the spirit of this world and the Weltgeist, the spirit of the age the these things or the other way around sorry but these things the spirit of the age and the spirit of this world are trying to get your attention and so you got to fight the distractions you got to contend for the word of god you got to contend for your encounter And I want to take you to Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. And this is where Jacob, he wrestled with God and he got his name changed. Jacob was left alone, verse 24, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip, hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. There are things that are going to happen to you. It's like when Elisha wanted the mantle from Elijah. Elisha told him four different times, stay here. And Elisha said to Elijah, as God be my witness, there's no way I'm I'm not going to stay here you know your your spiritual mother your spiritual father your pastor something like that sometimes they care too much for your flesh and they say you know what maybe you should just settle down a little bit i'm not saying negative negativity about about your pastors and you got to listen to them you got to you got to submit to them i understand that but there's sometimes that, that when people are just trying to be good to you sometimes helicopter parents are more damaging to their children. Another example, you you, you got to press through. And and when people are trying to say, take it easy, you know, it's okay. God knows your heart. And some of those things are just a cop out. And you need to press through like Elisha did and say, no, I will not leave you. I will not leave you because you you said, if I can see you, when you go, I can have your mantle. I'm not going to leave you at all. I'm going to press through. And you got to fight even when you're wounded even when you're bleeding you know sometimes you got to lead when you when you're still bleeding sometimes you got to toughen up sometimes you got to not cry in the public when you've been crying in, in the private even as timothy the 17-year-old son spiritual son of paul the apostle he had so much going against him but he was not crying out Timothy was not crying out in the public. He cried out to his God in private. Sometimes we just got to put our big boy and big girl pants on and and begin to pull our bootstraps up. And And sometimes we just got to press through. Can I encourage you to press into the things of the Lord and not stop until you receive a blessing, just like Jacob did? He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. How many people are determined that you want your encounter from God that will shift and change everything? That you're willing to say, I'm not going to let you go. Papa, I'm not going to let you go. You said, you said, you said whatever he said to you. And you decree and declare it. And you fight for your word with a word. And you don't stop fighting. Many years ago, uh, Chuck Pierce Said this in a meeting that I was in. He said, He says, we need to uh, understand that it's not necessarily the prophet that got the word wrong. It's that we haven't fought hard enough to see our, the potential of that word take place. Because you've heard me say this, even I did like a nine part, 11 part series on the prophetic and operating in the prophetic. And much of the prophetic speaks of not destiny, but potential. And you got to lay hold of these things. You are the gatekeeper. You are the door. You are the ancient door. You're the one that lets the king of glory come in. You're the one that lets God arise. You're the one that gives God permission to come into your life. I thought he was sovereign. He is sovereign, but out of his sovereignty, he he made the heavens the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. And it's time for the sons of men to take their place and begin to allow the king of glory to come in and bring signs, wonders, miracles, healings, deliverances, wise and witty and ingenious ideas. He wants to do it through you, ladies and gentlemen. So finally, to encounter God on a regular basis, you must do this one last thing. You must give God your eternal yes. Give God your eternal yes, and your eternal yes, this one last thing is contained within your eternal yes to God, is your faith in God producing faith of God, which gives you the power to obey God. These things, ladies and gentlemen, will help you immensely and shift your trajectory Towards more encounters from God, ladies and gentlemen. I've gone over probably by about ten minutes, but I wanted to finish this off. This has been amazing. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for for um, listening. Thank you for believing. Thank you for standing. Thank you for coming back. And if you want to sow into our lives, you can go to BarryMiracle.ca, and uh, we have a web website there where you can give through PayPal. Um, and 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 just allow us the privilege of keeping and the ability and the impetus to be able to go into areas where people cannot pay me there are areas that i need to go this year like i'm going to um liberia and i've got to pay for my own hotel i got to pay for my own food i got to pay for my even my flight over there but I feel I'm supposed to go to this conference and minister to literally thousands and thousands of people, uh, that, that couldn't afford to bring me in because they're redeveloping their nation. And, and I believe in them and I believe in this gentleman that, that's bringing me in. And so there's different places like that that I need to go. And I also need to go to, in November, to go down and be with Cindy Jacobs. That's not a paid gig. I got to pay for like 10 days of hotels in the Dallas area. And if you know what traveling's like, that ain't cheap. That's that's like fifteen hundred bucks minimum, American. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that that we're doing a lot of things that we need to do. Uh, that that's taking finances, and I'm not begging. I'm just I'm just telling you because God has been so faithful, been so faithful, been so kind, been so patient, been so good to us. And just also, could you just share our our podcast out and let people know the good news. Love you guys so much. Once again, Barry Miracle signing off till next week. Keep your dreamer alive. Thanks again for joining us time in today on Wake life Up in. Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life. The day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true. That you are having aha moments. And great moments of getting introduced to the true you. Because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up if you're enjoying these podcasts please go to www.barrymiracle.ca you can check out my book wake up into your dream you can connect you can see where we're going to be live in the future and uh, you can just connect with us then but this is barry miracle your dream coach signing off for now we'll talk to you next week